Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns. I'm your host, here to talk about mindfulness, emotional intelligence, and the wonderful benefits we can get from these things in our lives. And, you know, specifically what I've been talking about lately, as you probably know, is stress reduction. And, um, you know, this is an enormously important thing in our lives because, you know, not only is it... um, you know, for our health and our well-being, but it also allows us to get things done in our lives. And and not only does it allow us to get things done in our lives, but it gives us, it, stress can be something that's very empowering and it can be something that is sort of, you know, it's almost like a superpower in, in that it can, you know, add a level of, of excitement to us and a level of of an ability that, that we otherwise don't have. You know, in fact, there's a, a really great story about um, a guy back in, it's like, like 1985, um, John Kabat-Zinn writes about this in his book, um, Full Catastrophe Living. But there was a guy outside Boston, Massachusetts, who um, you know was in a park one day. The guy's 56 years old. He was in the park one day with his uh, grandson, and um, <clears throat> somebody had had uh, you know accidentally somehow uh, uh, had a pipe roll on top of them. Right? It was like a big uh, water main pipe, like one of those big, big suckers. You know, like you know, like whatever, a couple of feet wide. You know, and and, um, and this guy saw this happening, you know, and he was 54 years old, uh, 54, 56 years old. And he, he, he ran over to the, the, the guy who had, you know, had this pipe roll on top of him and uh, a small boy rather uh, had this pipe rolled on top of him. He's being crushed, you know, and so and this guy just went over and he literally just without thinking, he lifted the pipe off the kid. The kid rolled out. He was unharmed for the most part. And um, and and it was like and the guy then put the, the pipe back down. Now the ambulances came to check out the kid. Uh, the kid was fine. And, um, but when the ambulance was there and the police were there and everything, uh, the, the police, like it was like two policemen plus the, the guys, you know, adult sons, right? The, the 54 year old guys, you know, 20 something year old sons who were there in the park with their kids, you know, they, they all tried to lift one of these pipes and they couldn't lift it. You know, and in fact, somebody said, like, somebody asked the, the older man, he says, how much do you think that pipe weighs that you just lifted like it was nothing? And the guy says, I don't know, four or 500 pounds, something like that. I can't believe I did that. It's crazy. Turns out it weighed 1,800 pounds, right? So, so the reason I tell you that story is because, you know, stress can be something that's really, really valuable to us, right? It gives us, you know, because if you remember what happens during the stress response, right? We, we uh, are, are, you know, the cortisol in our body, you know, increases our blood pressure, our, it, it speeds up our heart rate, and, it, and it, incre- it increases the pace of our respiratory system, right? So all of these things together, what they're designed to do and what they really do is they, they give us power, right? The, the blood flow from your heart and your blood pressure, you know, gets blood into the big muscles of your body, right? The things that it would take to lift a giant 1,800-pound object, right? Or, or the, the big muscles in your leg and your back, which enable you to run really fast, right? To, to escape a threat, right? This is what it's designed to do. And so... So when we are engaged in the stress response in, in what is known as a positive way, right? They call it eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, as opposed to distress, D-I-S-T-R-E-S-S. You know, when we can use eustress, we can do things that are almost supernatural, right? You might think right now about the, the Incredible Hulk, right? Like, like this is this is what the Incredible Hulk was all based on, right? Was that, that his, I mean, they, they base it on like this anger uh, thing, which is a little different, but essentially it's 
the same thing that we're talking about, right? That the, that the Incredible Hulk just harnessed the, the power of stress to, to his advantage to grow, you know, to superhuman size and strength and, and be able to just, you know, rip things apart and save people from, from uh, harm, you know? So, I mean, obviously that's make-believe, but, but essentially that's what we're doing in our bodies, right? And, and if you remember in the very, very first episode of the, of the Hulk that was on TV, I remember this from when I was a kid, that the, um, the guy, what was his name? Bruce Banner, was it? He was, he was doing research on, on this exact thing that I'm talking about. And it was talking about how, you know, people, and I think one of the things that happened to him was, was one day, you know, somebody was hurt in a car accident and he lifted the car off the, the person, you know, and, um, and that's what, that's what we're talking about. Right. And so, so here's the thing though, right? Like what's the difference then between distress and eustress, right? Like, you know, cause, cause the, the, the biological function of each is almost identical, right? There's no difference between what happens in your body during distress when you're, when you're feeling stressed out at work or, or, you know, stressed out about a social thing or a romantic thing or a financial thing or what have you that I talk about a lot of times. There's no f- biological difference between that and the eustress that I'm talking about, like how I feel when I'm giving these podcasts. You know, sometimes I start talking here and I, and I feel like I'm tired and I, oh gosh, I don't want to do this today. I don't have the energy. And by the time I'm done with this, this podcast, I could go out and run two miles because I'm so amped up, you know? And, and so what's the difference here? Why, why is one good and one is bad? And I'm going to tell you, it all comes down to fear, okay? Fear is what divides the two different stresses, right? The, the eustress that we feel is when we're feeling safe and we're feeling that, that the stress that we're in is going to actually help something, right? It's going to, um, you know, it's going to create a positive effect on something, right? It's not, you know, something that we're, we're afraid of happening to us, right? And so, uh, whereas distress is, remember, the, the, the whole point of distress is that we feel that whatever is happening to us is a threat to our well-being, Okay, and now here's the difference, right? The eustress, just like the the just like the stress that an animal feels, right? It, you know, like so. So if you have a tiger and a and a and a, uh, a zebra, for instance, right? I guess it would be more of a lion and a zebra. I don't think tigers really chase zebras. Tigers chase something else, but let's say a lion and a zebra, right? So, so the lion is feeling eustress, right? Because it knows that it has to get this, this stress up in its body to be able to catch the zebra, right? And it knows that if it doesn't catch the zebra, you know, it, it, it's gonna, it's gonna suffer. So therefore the, the stress becomes a positive motivator, right? Because it, it's trying to eat, right? They, this is its life, right? Whereas the, 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 um, the, I keep wanting to say giraffe, but, but the, the, the zebra wants to escape escape being eaten, right? So, so for, for the zebra, this is all driven by fear and, and, and the threat to its own well-being, right? Now, I mean, you could argue that the lion is also feeling a threat to its well-being because it, if it doesn't eat, it's going to suffer, but, but really it's a, it's a positive versus a negative thing, right? And, and now remember, in, in the wild, like this is all natural. And this is something that, that could happen every day to a zebra and a lion. And, and no long-term harm is going to come from it because of one specific thing, right? That it is over after just a few minutes, tops, if not a few seconds, right? Like the, the zebra either escapes the lion or, or it gets eaten by the lion, right? And so and the, there's a doctor who I've studied um, who, who is all about stress who says that he puts it really well that um that you know 
you know, in, in the case of a zebra and a lion, you know, the zebra feels the stress for just a few minutes because after a few minutes, either the threat is over or the zebra's over, you know, and that's how it goes, you know. And so, so the difference between what happens to lions and zebras with eustress and distress and what happens to humans is that when we experience distress, right, when we're, when we're reading an email that's causing our distress response in our body or, or we're thinking about our social worries or our romantic worries or our financial worries or our health worries, right, when we're thinking about this stuff, we tend to overthink and obsess about it, right? And, and that's one of the things that makes us humans, right? Is the ability to think, right? Like the, the neocortex of the humans, right? Like the, that big wrinkly part of your brain and on the top, you know, that's very unique to humans, right? The, the rest of the animal kingdom does not have that. The rest of the animal kingdom has much smaller brains, especially in that part of the brain, right? The rest of our brains very, very much resembles what you might find in a zebra or a lion, right? But that part of our brain is the thinking part of our brain. And that's what creates the, the stress through thought, right? And, and when, we, when we're creating stress through thought, it's almost always fear-based, right? It's almost always a worry that we're, we're dealing with, right? Either a worry about something in the future or a, or a rumination about something in the past, right? And when we're caught in that kind of uh, space of, of our thinking, then, then what's going to happen is we're going to tend to think about it over and over and over and over again, right? And so therefore, we get into a distress because what we're doing is we're, we're, we're expressing, our, our fear is being expressed through a, I'm sorry, our, our stress is being expressed through a fear, Right. And, and when it's when it's uh, when it's expressed through a fear. Right. Which which is very similar again to what the zebra feels. But the problem is that ours doesn't go away. Right. We think about it, you know, morning, noon and night. And, and we might think about, you know, some financial trouble in the morning, some romantic trouble at night, some social trouble in the afternoon and some uh, so, some health trouble out, all throughout. Right. And and the problem is it just keeps coming and coming and coming. And so so therefore, unlike the zebra, Right. And the lion who feel this enormous or, or that guy in the park in Massachusetts in 1985, you know, we feel this enormous level of stress and the cortisol rushing through our body and causing our heart rate to, to speed up and causing our blood pressure to rise and causing our respiratory system to quicken. You know, this doesn't it doesn't end in, in a minute or two. It, it keeps going and going and going and going. And by the time, you know, all is said and done, you know, you're talking about weeks, months, years, decades go by and we're just always living with this and that's where our body can't handle it right so the objective then is to you know is to de diminish and reduce the level of distress that we feel in our lives so that we can allow the eustress to rise and fall in its natural sort of way right now the same thing would be true if you were on a camping trip right if you're on a camping trip and you hear a bear rummaging through your stuff outside your tent, right? The, the, the stress in your body at that point will make you freeze, right? It's fight or flight, right? Or it's called fight, flight, freeze, right? That, that, that's a defense mechanism as, as well, right? Like if you freeze and you don't move, you don't make any noises, then that's a way that you're going to escape that threat, right? And so, so that's also a lie for us, right? It's not like we only have the distress in our office, right? You can experience distress in the wild if you're exposed to it, right? 
And But again, that distress is likely to be over after just a few minutes, right? Once the bear rummages through your, your food that you left outside your tent, it's going to either eat it, it's going to walk away, or it's going to tear your tent apart and, and rip you to shreds and eat you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but this is, but, you know, in either way, you know, you're either going to run for your life or you're going to freeze or you're going to fight off, right? And either way, it's going to be op- over in just a few minutes, right? And, and therefore, and at that point, your body will come back down to homeostasis, right? So so the key then what we do is we practice coming into homeostasis over and over and over again. And we do that through mindfulness practices and through through you know the stress reduction that comes through uh, through meditation, you know, practicing mindfulness in every situation we can, as well as a good morning routine, a good evening routine, you know, sort of getting ourselves into this sort of comfortable place, right? And and we do that over and over and over again. So that way we keep ourselves out of this constant level of distress, right? And then we just allow the stress to rise and fall, whether it's eustress or distress, it rises, but then it falls, right? And that's the key of what we talk about here with mindfulness. And, and the way that that works is that, you know, again, as I said, most of the distress that we feel in our lives is caused by our thoughts, right? And, and when our thoughts are going, you know, a hundred miles an hour and they're thinking about, you know, all this bad stuff in our lives, right? The best thing we can do at that point is to focus our attention on something else, right? And specifically something that is happening right now. Because again, if you're out in the wild, as I told you about this bear that might rip your, your tent apart and, and eat you, you know, um, which I was totally kidding. I, I, you know, it's really rare that that happens. But, um, but, but if, you, if, you're, uh, if you're in that position, right, and, and, you're, and you're trying to survive a bear attack, well, then that is very, very much a present thing that's happening, right? And that's, there's nothing that's outside of the present moment in that situation. And so therefore that is not, you know, that's not brought on by your thoughts, right? So, so the key is then the, the, the stress that we're trying to avoid every day, the distress that we're trying to avoid every day is the ones that is the distress that we feel when we're sitting at our desks, right? Or we're, we're, you know, sitting at home watching television or, or we're, we're on our commute and stuck in traffic, you know, that distress that just boils over and stays there, that's the one that causes the problems, okay? And so, and so again, the way to, to handle that is to, is to focus your attention on something that is present, right? And the best way to do that is to focus it either on your breath or any one of your five senses or any and all of your five senses or all six things together, right? And because all of those things are present. As I've said a hundred times, you can't go and find me a breath that you took 10 minutes ago. You can't do it. It doesn't exist anymore. Same thing. You can't tell me, you can't bring me a, a sensation that you had five minutes ago either. You could tell me your memory of that sensation. You could go and get that, that thing that, you know, the object of that sensation, you can go get the flower that you smelled and show that to me, you know, but you can't relive that sensation. You can repeat it, but you can't relive it. Right. And that's why what we talk about is focusing on our breath and on our on our senses, because these things are always 
present for us. All right. So I hope that uh, I hope you got something out of today's uh, uh, episode. Aside from my uh, horrible <laughs> example of uh, of a bear ripping you apart. I'm sorry I said that. That was really terrible. I hope I don't have any uh, you know anxiety ridden people out there with uh, with camping. But um, but again, that is really super rare. Like it almost never happens. So so that's not something you should be worried about if you're camping. And the best thing you can do if you're camping is just put away all your food, right? Because that's what draws the bears to you. Otherwise, the bears don't want anything to do with you. They really don't. You know, there's plenty of animals out there for that to eat. Um, they're, they're attracted by the, the food that's left out because it's an easy pickings kind of thing. And so um, so as long as you put your food away, you're going to be fine. <laughs> all right. So uh, with that, I'm going to say uh, thank you for listening. And uh, I hope you all have a great day. And um, I'll be back again tomorrow with Practice Wednesday and give you some good, uh, good practices that can help develop this mindfulness that we talk about that will help you to reduce your stress. All right, everybody, have a great day. And uh, if you want to get in touch with me, I've told you a hundred times how to do that. Uh, you can either send me an email at art at artburnscoaching.com or you can uh, go to my website, artburnscoaching.com, click on the tab that says uh, uh, virtual cup of tea and schedule a call with me, okay? There's no obligations involved. There's no uh, costs involved. There's no strings attached. It's just you and me talking. We can talk about bears or we can talk about tigers or we can talk about lions or whatever you want to talk about, all right? And um, and so, yeah, I would love to hear from you. So with that, I'm going to say I wish you well and thank you for listening again. I'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.